Welcome to another vital message from Pastor Ron Hammonds, Senior Pastor of Golden Triangle Church on the Rock in Southeast Texas. We're so glad you're joining us. For more information about Golden Triangle Church on the Rock Ministries, visit our website, cotr.com. Enjoy the Word. Are you ready for the Word tonight? All right. Well, let's open up our words tonight. We're going to be going actually to the book of Luke in just a moment and into the book of Acts. We're going to be talking about the baptism of power. The baptism of power. Wow. What is that about? Well, you'll find out in a moment. Um, I believe it was most likely between the year 60 and 63 A.D. For some of you, that's important. For others, you really, uh, you know, that's not something that you're really interested in. But if you can imagine, somewhere between 60 and 63 A.D., during the time when the Apostle Paul was uh, being held under arrest in the town of Caesarea, I believe there was a young man who was either there with him or perhaps left him for a little while to do a little research. And, and this man was a Gentile. He was a doctor, a Gentile physician, and his name is Luke. And Luke decided that he you know, was commissioned by God, inspired by the Holy Spirit, to write a letter, a recorded account of the testimonies of the first-hand eyewitness testimonies of those people who walked with Jesus and saw the miracles that he did while Jesus was in his earthly life and ministry. And so Luke, in about A.D. 60 or 63, it seems, there are some differing opinions, but he, he began to write this letter, a very well-researched, a very well-documented, a very Gentile, if you will, classical approach to, to sharing the Word of God with a Gentile world about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the time that he was taken away into heaven. And uh, he writes this letter, this account, which we have as the gospel according to Luke. He writes this to a, to a man named Theophilus. We don't know who this Theophilus is, but we do know who the letter was addressed to, and we do know why Luke decided that he needed to write it. Now, some people imagine that because Luke spent so much time with the Apostle Paul that Paul perhaps dictated some of this gospel. You know, I don't know. No one really knows. But it bears, uh, you know, so many things that Paul said, and, 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 it, and it agrees with the gospel, but yet it is so different stylistically, and there are so many other things that it includes that it seems to most scholars that it was actually, you know, put together uh, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit and Luke's research as he, as he put together this account of testimonies of all that Jesus began to do. Luke is only mentioned three times in the, in, in the whole Bible. You know, it's amazing that Luke could be so, you know, important to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John that, they, that, that he's only mentioned three times. But he was not a disciple. He was a Gentile physician who came along later in the Apostle Paul's ministry. And, you know, he was with the Apostle Paul in Troas. He was with the Apostle Paul in Philippi. He was with the Apostle Paul on his journey back to, to, to Jerusalem. And then the Apostle Paul was rested, uh, arrested. And we don't see or hear anything from Luke during that period. 
But later we find Luke in Rome uh, because the, the Apostle Paul writes to Timothy in 2 Timothy 4.11 that, you know, uh, Luke is here with me. Everybody else is gone, but Luke's with me. Well, even though Luke is only mentioned three times, yet Luke continues throughout the Gospel of Luke and throughout the, the, the book of Acts uh, to, to, um, to yet be very present. Especially in the book of Acts, Luke says, we, we did this, we did that. Knowing that he was along with that group, even though his name is not, he didn't, he, he doesn't write it like I wouldn't write and say, you know, Ron did this, you know, uh, Ron is preaching to you tonight. Ron says, you know, I mean, Luke didn't say that, but nonetheless, you knew he was there because he included himself in the narrative. And so uh, Luke, uh, uh, you know, not only wrote the gospel according to Luke, but Luke also wrote the book of Acts. Now, he's the only Gentile that wrote anything in the Bible as far as I can, 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 can readily uh, see. And, and yet, uh, yet he, he writes these two books, very important books. And he writes them from a Gentile perspective to a Gentile group. Not like Matthew who wrote to, to, to Jews. Not like, you know, uh, uh, John who was, who, who was uh, you know, uh, taking you all the way back to Jesus' beginning you know, to, to in, in the beginning, but rather Luke writes it in a very understandable argument if you are a logical, reasonable person that wants to follow a, a fairly uh, accurate uh, 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 chronology according to Luke. You know, uh, some, some, you know, Matthew and Mark put things sometimes in a little different order, but we have reason to believe that Luke is probably a lot more chronological because he, he's not writing uh, from this firsthand experience. He's writing from research that he did and from testimonies and from, you know, sharing uh, a very methodical approach. Well, um, the, 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 the book of Acts is often called the Acts of the Apostles, but it doesn't necessarily follow the Acts of the Apostles. It pretty much just names Peter, James, and John in the very beginning. And then it kind of gets connected to Paul, and it starts with Paul, and it you know, goes all the way through Paul's life. So many of the apostles are never even mentioned and not spoken of and, and aren't followed. And we don't know what Matthew, you know, he, he, he doesn't follow Matthew through his whole life. He doesn't follow Nathaniel through his whole life. He doesn't follow, you know, a, 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 a James through his whole life. But rather he follows Paul all the way to the end. So we know that he was very influenced by the Apostle Paul, who was, of course, the Apostle to the Gentiles. So the whole writing here uh, of Luke and the writings of, of, of the book of Acts should hold a little um, more place, a, a, a better place in our Gentile understanding because he wrote it to a people who may not have been familiar with all of the Jewish laws and customs but rather they were interested in a real chronological testimony of what Jesus did in his earthly life and ministry and then picked up and what the Holy Spirit did through the followers of Jesus. And uh, uh, perhaps uh, this is the reason you know, uh, that God called him was uh, being a Gentile, you know, uh, writing to Theophilus, which means friend of God. It could be anybody. It could be us. But uh, uh, we know that, that, uh, um, that Luke gives us a very special account. You know, Luke is where we go to whenever we want to talk about Christmas. You know, Luke is where we go to when we want to talk about giving. I just quoted Luke 6.38 earlier. Give and it will be given back unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. You know, uh, this is, you know, Luke is where we want to go to whenever we want to talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. 
And that's what we're going to talk about tonight, tonight, a baptism of power. So with that being said, let's turn in our Bibles, if you would, to the last chapter of the Gospel according to Luke. And then we're going to go to the book of Acts. And we're going to connect these accounts to find out what God wants to show us this evening. Okay, And uh, uh, this uh, will, will, um, I will conclude this evening before, uh, you know, this is going to be a two-part lesson. Um, simply because I took so much time in the beginning on, on, uh, on something else. And so um, if you will just look at Luke, the 24th chapter, for just a moment, and let's see where Luke ends the Gospel of Luke because it's going to be the very same place where he picks up the book of Acts. In Luke 24, this is a point where Jesus has been crucified, buried, resurrected, and has been with his disciples for about 40 days after his resurrection, appearing to them numerous times with many infallible proofs that he was the risen Christ. And so now they're gathered with his disciples, and this is what he says to his disciples in verse 49. Behold, he said, I send the promise of my Father upon you. But tarry or wait in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. This concept of being endued, if you would, uh, is, is means, means that you literally that you sink down into your clothing. Isn't that interesting? It means to put on, like you put on, a, a, you, you, you put on something, but more than putting it on, you actually get into it. You know, it's like, I, I don't know how to explain it, maybe like slipping into a sleeping bag, you know, slipping into your clothes, sinking down, that actually that you're sinking down and, 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 and you're being covered. There is also this inclination of something, you know, of, of, of being inside of something until until this power has as, as you know until you are sinking down into this power of god until literally you are you know a picture even perhaps of even being immersed in or or to be you know clothed with this power and it has also um, a, a connotation, if we read it out as far as we could, to, to, to this power is being immutably stationed or permanently positioned within. So Jesus said, I want you, listen disciples, I want you to wait here in Jerusalem until you are, are, you know, um, until you are endued with a power from on high. This word power is a Greek word dunamis, D-U-N-A-M-I-S. And it is a specific word, a specific word for power that literally means ability. Miracle working strength, might, force, ability. Until you be endued, until there is permanently positioned, immutably stationed on the inside of you, until you have sunk down into and put on this miracle working ability that comes from Almighty God. Okay? This is the picture. These are the last words of Jesus recorded by Luke. 
by the, listening to the eyewitnesses' account and him putting it together as, as chronologically and as methodically and as strategically as he could to explain it to a Gentile world who was not looking for a Messiah, who was not expecting any, anything, you know, in a kingdom to come or, you know, anything. He is, he is speaking to me here uh, that, 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 that the last words of Jesus were words that dealt with being clothed upon with power. A power that is miracle-working force of Almighty God. Power from on high. And then, verse 50 says, And then Jesus led them out as far as Bethany. He lifted up his hands and blessed them. And and now, uh, now it came to pass while he blessed them that he was parted from them and carried up into heaven. Okay? So, uh, this is, here we find Luke recording what was remembered by the disciples as the last instructions. The last instructions was that there's a power coming. There's a power coming to you. Okay? Wait on it. Don't just run out and start telling everything. Wait on some power. And so, you know, uh, this, this admonition, these instructions, of course, the disciples went back. And, you know, they went to this upper room and they waited. And, you know, um, um, about seven days later uh, was the day of Pentecost. And all of a sudden, you know, they were endued with power from on high. And uh, we, we find here that Luke has written this first letter, the Gospel of Luke, to this man Theophilus concerning everything that Jesus did while he was on earth until the time he went away. And you may remember Jesus told his disciples that I am with you, but I shall be in you. He told them, listen, it, 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 it's more needful that I go away. You know, uh, I mean, he could have stayed. He said, but if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Father, uh, will not come. And so it's necessary that I go away, for if I go away, God will send you the Comforter. He is the Holy Spirit, the promise of God, who will teach you and guide you. That's what Jesus is trying to get them to understand. There is a power that's going to be made available to the believer once I get to heaven and ascend. I've got to go so God will send back this power. Well, uh, look in Acts, the first chapter, if you would. Okay, In Acts chapter 1... Luke begins. You remember he wrote the first letter to a man named Theophilus. Here he begins his second letter. He says, The former account, or the former letter, the first letter I made, O Theophilus, he's writing it to the same guy. The former account I made, O Theophilus, of all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up. And that's where he ended his gospel. That's where he ended the letter. After he, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments to the apostles whom he had chosen. And he told them, you know, I command you, I instruct you, wait here until you, you know, are endued with power from on high. Uh, Verse 3, to whom his disciples, he also presented himself alive after his suffering, after the cross and such by many infallible proofs, being seen of them during forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. 
Now, this, it, it, it's following, you know, Luke has not forgotten. And this perhaps is written maybe three, four, or even five years after this first letter. You know, we don't know exactly when either one of them were written, but we understand there was a gap here because Luke uh, was not, you know, was, was not a part of that in the beginning. He came along with Paul later on and followed Paul, and we know now he's writing, you know, uh, 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 writing this letter, a second letter, and he's trying to connect the two. Uh, uh, and so he says in verse 6, Therefore, when, when his disciples and Jesus, when they had come together, they asked Jesus, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? And Jesus said to his disciples, It is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power. The same Greek word, dunamis. You shall receive miracle working ability, might, strength, and force. You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit, you know, to be endued with power from on high, to be baptized, you know, John baptized with water, but you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Wait here until you be endued. Wait here until you receive the promise of the Father. Uh, because you shall receive this miracle working ability when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses, not just witness, but you shall be witnesses. It's going to do something to you that will transform you into a witness. There is a difference between somebody who does witness and somebody who is a witness, who lives a witness. Who, uh, you know, uh, it's not something we do, it's, it's something we are. And he, he said, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and the end of the earth, uh, to the end of the earth. Now, when he had spoken these things, while they watched, Jesus was taken up and a cloud received him out of their sight. You know, I really do appreciate the way that the apostle uh, uh, Paul interacted with Luke. But I also love the fact that Luke, being an educated man, being a Gentile, uh, being a professional in his community, and having a reason to be uh, uh, believed and well thought of, he wanted to present the gospel in a way that, that you and I would see it logically reasonable. I love the way he connects the last of his letter to the first of his, le to, to the first of his next letter, you know? No matter how much time it was, he, the last thing he said in this letter, he repeats it in this letter to make this very classical connection uh, and to document his research, to catalog his testimonies. Uh, the first letter, the gospel according to Luke, is all about what Jesus did through the power of the Holy Spirit. You can read the whole book and find out it's all about what Jesus taught and what Jesus did because he was full of the Holy Spirit. In fact, that's what Luke says in Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. And this is what he's going to begin now in the book of Acts to do. He, he showed us in the book of Luke... All that Jesus did until the day he ascended. Now Acts begins to pick up with all that Jesus continues to do by the power of the Holy Spirit in the lives of born-again believers. 
we're going to start seeing people get born again in the book of Acts. We're going to next week take a walk through the book of Acts. And in walking through this particular book, we're, uh, I'm going to show you how to create a trail in your Bible so that you'll never be without the ability uh, to... to, to, uh, to share this same truth with others in a very easy way and so you know whether you uh, take notes or whether you uh, you know uh, go back and, and listen to this message in archives or whether you go to ezsermons.com ezsermons.com uh, and get the notes and download these notes uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to show you how to create a trail through your Bible so that you can uh, make sure that you can repeat this to others. It's not enough that you just hear it. We need to be able to repeat this to others because this is all about uh, moving from the Gospels to Acts and the Epistles. It's all moving from what Jesus did to what God wants us to do. From what Jesus was able to do to what we now have been commissioned to do. And so uh, next week we will pick up uh, right here and we will connect these two particular verses. We will connect Luke 24, 49 and Acts 1, 8 together and we will launch out into account after account after account and we will uh, look at the, at, 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 you know, take it apart and put it back together so that you can know how to assemble the Word of God in, 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 in the way it was meant to be concerning the baptism of the power of Almighty God to be a witness. Amen. Thanks again for joining us for another relevant word from Pastor Ron Hammonds. Visit cotr.com and subscribe to our social media platforms to stay up to date. As well, receive more encouraging messages from our pastor and details of the work we're doing both in our community and communities like ours around the world. Today and every day, God bless.